Welcome to the serialized audiobook The Cara Files, File 1, The Chase, written and read by the author Tony Warner. File 1, The Chase is the first book in the Cara Files series. All of the Cara Files books are available to purchase from Amazon in both Kindle and paperback formats. Simply visit your Amazon store and search for The Cara Files. Chapter 5 Cara looked at herself in the dusty mirror. There was a small cut on her forehead, but the bleeding had stopped. She gently pressed at it with her fingers. It was sore and swollen around the edges. She should go to a hospital and get a tetanus booster, but she had seen no one on the way to the house, and she was beginning to think that there were no people in this world. Far from abandoning her, the creature had made a path for her to get to the house. It ran back and forth and again and again, trampling the grass flat so she could follow. Had it understood her when she had asked if they should go to the house? Well, maybe it had, because it made a huge difference. She was able to walk reasonably normally without pushing through the overgrown grass and without tripping again. She hauled the pack, holding it with two hands in front of her. She didn't have the strength to throw its weight onto her back. And besides, her head was throbbing. Once at the house, getting in was easy. The door was hanging from its hinges. The creature smacked at it with its two front claws a few times, and the door collapsed into the hallway. Cara had thrown down the pack in the hallway and made her way into the small bathroom under the stairs. The taps squeaked when she turned them. Nothing came out of the hot tap, but a small trickle came from the cold tap. She wet her fingers and rubbed at the cut to clean away the blood. It stinged, but looked clean. It was the best she could do. She needed to find a first aid kit, for the umpteenth time she cursed herself again for being so unprepared. Sighing, she exited the bathroom and started exploring. The creature followed, bouncing up and down. It was like a puppy, she thought. She soon found the kitchen, which was surprisingly tidy, but very dusty and full of cobwebs. She opened cupboards and drawers looking for a first aid kit, and it wasn't long before she found one. Inside it had everything she needed, including paracetamol for a throbbing head. Sighing in relief, she turned, intending to make her way back into the hall to get a bottle of water from her pack. The creature stood in her path, looking up at her. Well, don't just stand there, she said playfully. Go and get the water. It immediately turned and clattered away out of the kitchen. Surely it wasn't going to go and get water. It can't have understood what she had said. Could it? Carrying the first aid kit, she followed it into the hallway and gasped when she saw that the creature had already opened the pack and was pulling stuff out. It had understood. Whatever it was, it was definitely intelligent. She crouched down next to it and reached out a hand tentatively to touch its head. It turned and watched, and then angled its head to be touched in a similar way to a cat. Cats did that, she thought. They angled their heads so that you would stroke them where they wanted it. She rubbed at the top and the side of its head, which was surprisingly soft. It looked hard and spiny, but in fact felt like warm, soft leather. 
The creature grunted and grumbled a deep throbbing sound as she rubbed, clearly loving the attention. Kara smiled at it. Well, you're not so scary after all, are you? she asked. It didn't reply. Instead, it pushed at her hand and closed its eyes. Picking up a bottle of water, Kara quickly swallowed some paracetamol, stood and re-entered the small bathroom to apply a band-aid to her forehead. Her head still throbbed and her ribs ached from the weight of the pack landing on her back. She needed to find some other items and then rest a while. First on the list were sunglasses and maybe a coat, but looking through the open doorway and at the deep purple sky, maybe she didn't need one. She spent the next hour exploring, finding and selecting items that she needed. She placed them all by the pack and then collapsed onto a single dusty bed that she'd found upstairs. It was in a room at the front of the house and its window was the one covered in ivy so it was dark. She was aware that she probably shouldn't sleep after a head injury but she couldn't keep going. Lying on her back, the creature jumped up and settled at her feet. She figured it would warn her if anything happened. She closed her eyes and fell into a dreamless sleep. Kara, May's voice in her head woke her up. Are you okay? I haven't heard from you for ages. I'm all right, May, replied Kara sleepily, just sleeping. Oh, thank God, exclaimed May. I was so worried about you. Kara smiled in the darkness. Was it night? As well you should be, she replied. And then she proceeded to tell her of her adventures so far. You are such an idiot, May told her. I wish you hadn't started on this journey. You're such a rookie. You need to be more careful, my love. I know, replied Kara, I will. And the creature is safe, asked May. It helped you. Yes, replied Kara, I think so. It hasn't showed any aggression towards me at all. Hmm, replied May. I haven't heard of anything like that before. Kara looked around. It must be night. It was quite dark, but there was some light sneaking through the ivy leaves. Probably moonlight, she thought to herself. Her head, while aching, was not pounding like before. She reached out her hand. Here, boy, she said. The creature jumped up and clawed its way up the bed to push its head into her hand. It started its peculiar grunting and throbbing noise in appreciation as she rubbed and scratched at its head. See, said Kara, allowing May to slip into her mind to see through her eyes. It's certainly an ugly thing, commented May. It is, but I'm getting used to it. If it stays with me, I'm going to have to come up with a name. May laughed and then stopped. Seriously, Kara, you need to be more careful. You could have died. I don't know what I'd do without you. Kara could feel the love and fear from May. I will, she replied. I think I've learned my lesson. She felt May sigh. I hope so. What are you going to do now? Well, sleep some more and in the morning set off for the complex, replied Kara. That's going to be quite a trek if you can't drive, replied May. If everywhere is overgrown with trees and stuff, the roads will be impassable. I know, I'll have to walk. She didn't hear May's reply because the creature suddenly went quiet and jumped up, raising itself to its full height on six straight legs. What's up? asked Kara. The creature jumped from the bed and scuttled out of the room. She heard it run down the stairs. What's going on? asked May. Don't know, replied Kara as she swung her legs over the bed and stood. 
she followed the creature down the stairs. It was in the doorway, crouching low, its legs folded up beneath it as though it was hiding. What's wrong, boy? asked Kara. She walked up to it and reached down to rub its head. The creature was fixated on something outside. It remained unmoved, its black eyes staring. Kara followed its gaze, looking into the darkness. Sure enough, it was night as she had assumed. Moonlight reflected on the tall grass which waved in a gentle breeze. There was no other movement. There's nothing there, she told the creature. It ignored her and hissed at the doorway. Then she heard it. It was a sort of whirring, rustling and wheezing. What on earth, she thought. It didn't sound like anything she had heard before. She cocked her head to one side, listening intently. As well as seeing with Kara's eyes, May could also hear through Kara's ears. What's that noise? she asked. I don't know, replied Kara. Kara moved to walk forward to look through the doorway, but was stopped by the creature. It scuttled in front of her and pushed at her legs, preventing her from walking forwards. Move out of the way, she scolded the creature. I want to see what it is. But the creature hissed at her and butted at her shins, trying to push her back. Ow! shouted Kara. Get off me, you stupid thing. The sound from outside stopped and the creature went still. There was a complete silence for a while. Both Kara and the creature remained where they were. Then suddenly Kara heard a very quiet humming and an intense bright red light pierced the darkness. She gasped as she saw the light rove around outside like a searchlight painting a red oval as it moved around and over the trees in the park across the street and the grass in the road. The creature turned around slowly to face the doorway. It let out a quiet hiss and backed into Kara's legs, pushing at her once more, as though trying to get her to move back into the house. It's pushing me back, thought Kara. Could it be sensing danger? asked May. I don't know, but that light looks kind of ominous, don't you think? Do as it wants, replied May urgently. It knows what it's doing. Kara obliged and stepped back, but as she did, she tripped over the pack that she'd left in the hall. She went down with a thump and couldn't stop an involuntary yelp of surprise. Immediately, the red light snapped to illuminate the doorway, and the whirring noise started again. Kara watched in horror as the light bobbed up and down and grew larger and brighter. Something was approaching. The creature turned and looked at her for a couple of seconds. Then it turned back to the doorway and scampered away into the night. As soon as it exited the doorway, the creature veered right, ploughing through the tall grass, screeching and howling as it ran. The red light snapped off, and the whirring noise grew louder. There was a loud thump, and something bright shot up into the air. Then there was a buzzing noise as a beam of white swept across the road. With a whoosh, the grass caught fire, massive flames roaring into the night sky, lighting up the entire road and the front of the house, "'What the hell?' shouted May in her head. Kara struggled to her feet and placed her back against the wall. Slowly, she slid along the wall towards the doorway. "'What are you doing?' asked May. "'Get away from the door!' "'I have to see what's happening,' replied Kara. "'No!' shouted May, making Kara wince at the volume. "'Stay away! It's dangerous!' Kara ignored her and kept moving. She could no longer hear the whirring over the crackling flames. Thick black smoke streamed into the sky as the blaze spread quickly. Everything was dry, she realised. There was nothing to stop the fire. Would it spread to the house? She had to see. 
she had to know if she was safe, let alone what had caused the fire in the first place. She reached the doorway and peered around. She could see nothing but flames and black smoke. Fortunately, the breeze was blowing away from the house, so the fire was retreating away down the road to the right. But then she saw it. A white figure, limping through the burning grass. The flames licked around its legs as it wobbled forward, making its way past the house and down the road in the direction that the creature had fled. Kara shrank back against the wall, eyes wide, gasping for breath. It's one of your soldier things, she sent to May. Yes, screamed May, I told you, get out of there, it will kill you. Kara's limbs trembled and her head exploded with pain. I can't move, she wailed. Yes, you can, just take small steps and please be quiet, replied May desperately. Kara just stood, rooted to the spot, shaking. Moving ahead to her left as she watched in terror as the white figure carried on limping past the house and down the road, walking through the flames as though they weren't there. She tried her best to control her breathing and make no noise as the figure grew smaller and smaller as it limped further and further away. Presently, she could see it no longer and blew out an explosive breath, her legs folded under her as she collapsed to the floor. My love, are you all right? asked May. Kara took in a shaky breath. Yes, I'm okay. I just need some time to recover. It's gone? asked May. Yes, I think so. Kara drew in big breaths of air. Thank God. Kara didn't answer. Chills spread through her arms and legs as she realised how close she had come to being killed. Her head ached and she grew lightheaded. She let herself slide to lie on her side, still gasping deep breaths of air, the grit and the dust pressing into her cheek. been listening to The Cara Files, File 1, The Chase by Tony Warner, performed and produced by the author. Music for this episode is Lone Wolf by Guillaume Bernards. You can contact me on Facebook at Tony Warner Author or by sending an email to cywarbook at gmail.com. That's P-S-I War Book, all one word, at gmail.com. hope that you enjoyed this episode if you did spread the word on your favorite social media platform and tune in for the next episode